Welcome to the Enlighten Up Podcast, where I am going to take you into a deep exploration of what it means to exist in this current reality. We are going to raise your vibes, open your mind, expand your heart, and dive deep into the wondrous mysteries and possibilities of this lifetime. There's been a spiritual catalyst that has set in motion the awakening process of many across the globe to return to the knowingness of self and unite what has been separated. Together, we're going to bring light into that darkness. We're going to remember the joy of living. But most of all, we're going to turn up the volume of our own eternal power and do the thing we're here to do. podcast. I am here tonight with our favorite astrologer and seer, Mary Ducina. She is going to be giving us all the lowdown on tonight's podcast because we have just experienced what Mary Ducina is calling the exclamation mark of exclamation mark lunar eclipses in Taurus. It's been an absolute doozy in my life, particularly. I've been blindsided. I've been revealed secrets that I shouldn't have known, but I'm so glad I known. It has been a wild ride. This one certainly did not disappoint, although I could have done with a little bit less foot on the gas from the lunar eclipse. Mary, how are you doing today? It's it's definitely Mr. Toad's wild ride. I'll tell you that. I am getting calls and emails and schedule changes and people going, okay. I guess the minimal way I can say, Nicole, and, and hi, audience. Thank you, audience, is that people are saying to me, Okay, I'm not a psychic like you are. I'm not an astrologer like you are. It's weird as hell out there. What's going on? You know, just like even at my, I drove by my mechanics yesterday because I was getting some psychic vibes and some things, and they're just like, "What is it?" And I'm like, "There's a lunar eclipse. Are you not watching the news or space.com?" And they're like, "Oh my God, is that what it is?" And the one's like, "Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah, I remember my dad taught me about how the whole lunar eclipse thing got started." Here's these three mechanics going on and on about the full moon. These three guys, and I'm like. Love it. You know, the, the words getting out there. But I said, nothing is predictable, but everything is relevant. So let me let me do a disclaimer for mm. Nicole knows this pretty yes, audience. But do. let me t- let me tell you this. I an hour ago went into Nicole's and the audience live chat and made some theme notes. What I want you to know, because this is new for Nicole and I, we we get together at every full moon. But we wanted to like because this was so intense, our exclamation point. Uh, total eclipse that we wanted to be able to let you have a hands-on approach and and Nicole will be monitoring the chat as I told Nicole I'm not looking at the chat so I would never ever want to insult you or ghost you but I'm a person that likes to come in raw real in that moment like I'm not reading chat I don't google people's names it's just like boom right there but I did maybe an hour ago put in some themes of this Taurus Scorpio Saturn Aquarius energy so you could have like kind of a backdrop of some of what's going on in the celestial language. Beautiful. So first of all, I'll just say, I'm grateful. I'm just, I'm grateful. Yeah, no, and I'm so grateful that you're here. And I mean, oh, it's almost like, 
I feel a little bit soothed after what I've been through in these uh, lunar eclipse moments. I, I did a little kind of mini video yesterday for everyone on just my own personal take for this lunar eclipse. And for mm -hmm. me, it feels like a turning point in our destiny because uh, there's a really nice closing out energy of the Saturn Uranus square that we've been feeling for the last two years you know, and it's kind of like, that's kind of coming to a close and we're getting ready to tie up that chapter. Thank goodness. I good riddance <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Um, but this one really feels like, uh, there's so many themes going on here because there's so many planets involved, Mary. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll, we'll look at them a little bit. Uh, first off, I'll say, I always like to speak as if it's beginning or intermediate astrology audiences. First off, this is the formula for this. It's strongest for people that were born under the sign, earth sign of Taurus or the water sign of Scorpio. It's strongest for those two. Coming in second would be the other fixed signs. So Taurus is fixed earth and its opposite polarity balance is Scorpio, which is fixed water, getting unfrozen from our emotions. Taurus, what we have and hold and grip on a little too tightly and put expectations on. And we sometimes with Taurus energy, we can become a right fighter instead of allowing it to get corrected. So don't be a right fighter. Allow it to get right. Leo is fixed fire. It's the missing one in this T-square. Right now, we've got active stuff going on in Taurus in our charts. We've got active stuff going on. In, it's still Scorpio season. And then we have Saturn wrapping up and Aquarius set to go in spring into Pisces. And so Saturn is the rules. Saturn is, is like, okay, play fair, play by the rules, play by the rules, you know, try to get into that win-win. And so Saturn and Aquarius is where globally we, the people are saying, Hey, that's not fair. I'm done with your panic mode. I'm done with you trying to, to come up with yet another thing to make we the people frightened of the money or the supply chain or the food or the shortages or or me not being able to go visit grandma or do Thanksgiving or whatever, your butter shortages and your turkey shortages and all that. We're weary. We're weary in a sense from, and we've got to rise from weary. I corrected myself on that word the other day. We're tired and we're done. What we're, what we're, what we're getting a realization on is I'm done allowing the powers that be to try to interfere with my ever-present, multidimensional, divinely aligned spirit, sacred antenna. I am a frequency antenna of light that slipped on skin, and I'm walking this earth. I love my mother earth. She's my biological mother. She feeds me. She shelters me. She shocks me. She, she reminds me that I'm living on a fabulous, hard for me to understand all the magnitude of it, blue-green jewel in the solar system called the Milky Way. So my mother earth, she's what grounds me. She, the mother earth, Gaia, mother nature is where we can often soothe our troubled spirit self because the mind goes this way and that way. And that's the ego. And that's us wanting to control or manipulate. And Taurus is highlighting that and mother nature, the positive side of, of this eclipse is that the moon is exalted in the sign of Taurus, it's exalted. So the things that are hitting the panic button or the things that are shocking us is because there are doors 
that if we didn't close them or finish them off the right way emotionally, financially, professionally, there are doors that need to close. There's locks that need to be changed. There's, there's people that need to move out of our life, even if we thought we broke up with them or we're not in business with them anymore or skeletons in our closet or our past. If they're being brought forth for us to revisit it, then we did some work about it then to say goodbye, to try to do the right thing. As we all know, just because you choose to be kind doesn't mean that there won't be people that bite the hand that feeds it or bites the hand that gave it a good chance. That's how the karmic sheriff starts to deliver the warrants. So when it comes to high magic, you and I are responsible for you and I. I am responsible for how I walk this earth. I am responsible for setting the boundaries that need to be. The mistake that this eclipse is showing us and, and how the truth is being revealed is when we hold back from that little intuitive thing, mm, maybe that's too much, mm, maybe that's not enough, uh, I don't know. You know, this is putting us in touch with Mars being retrograde in Gemini. So many voices, so many cross-purpose direction changes and schedule changes and which way did they go? Which way did they go? And what do I do? So there's a lot of stuff that's trying to put us in a chaotic spin zone. So, but for all of you, don't sit back and think this, why is this eclipse so strong for me? Because all of us, let's just forget you even know your zodiac sign for a moment. All of us, any of anybody on this planet, the Taurus and the Scorpio zone, we call them houses, the Scorpio Taurus houses or zones or sections in your earth birth chart known as a nativity or a natal chart. That's the theme of these eclipses. And it amped up back in May and April of this year. That was when we had the flip-flop of this. That's when the sun was in Taurus and the full moon rose in Scorpio. Then it wasn't a full blood moon though. That makes it like a full moon times 12. And then we had the new moon back in Taurus. So back in April, May, we were beginning to launch a few things. We were beginning to think about it's springtime. What do I want to invest my time and see grow and develop? And I'm going to spend some money to fix up that. And I'm going to spend some money to treat myself to that. And maybe I'm going to do a few beauty treatments and maybe I'll buy some hair products. And maybe I'm going to be thinking about the vacation that, you know, our bucket list without needing to die. You know, what's my dream vacation? What really comforts me? And what would I like to do for my own health and wellness? and inner beauty, not just external beauty. I'm not talking Botox, I'm talking holistic. So we were thinking about that then. But 19 years ago, 19 years ago, doesn't matter how old you are, 19 years ago, this eclipse was happening then, this same eclipse, because they're nodal points. And so the ecliptic path, the North Node, or in Vedic astrology, we call that, there's a dragon's head. So the North Node is in Taurus, along with this full totally full lunar eclipse at 16 degrees, 15, 59, 16 degrees. And I'm going to move to tarot in just a minute. So what's happening is when you add up, the numerology of this is an eight. When you add up November 11 plus eight, that's the day that the eclipse happens. And when you add that to 2022, which is our year, you'll end up with it ending up adding to an eight when you reduce all the numbers down. And it happened on 11-8. So the eight is the infinity. Scorpio is the eighth sign of the zodiac. Taurus is the second. So the second realm or house in our astrological chart 
has to do with where we want to prioritize what, you know, where we say, I want to spend money on that. I want to spend time with that. I want to invest in that. I want, that's a credit, not a debit. So the second house of our astrological chart is what we deem, what we deem to be valuable to us. Everybody's got a different opinion of what they like to collect or what they like to invest their time, their, their sensuality, their money, or the toys that they buy or the things that they collect. So for one person, being able to have time off from work and spend time at home, that's valuable to them. To someone else, they're better busy. So the second house and the sign on it is Taurus-y type of energy. So it's our home harbor. It's where we decompress. But it's also, everything has a plus minus. It's where we have, and you've all heard this statement, if not get familiar with it because it applies to this eclipse, old habits die hard. Scorpio is the death factor. I've, I've got five people in my mind right now. A couple of them are local. A couple of them have talked to that they're going through a death process. They've got a parent ready to die. They had something go on with someone else. A relationship is dying. Yet another one came in. Uh, yet another person had a whole death of their persona. You know, people that have kicked the habit of prescription pills or street drugs or or um, they've been homeless, or they've, or they've had a really hard row of it in life, and their childhood was rough to rise up from that, that's a death or shedding of the skin of the old self and going forward. Now, just because someone gets off drugs, just because someone is able to break a life of addiction doesn't mean that that lure, that that temptation, that that hook isn't going to try to get them a different way. So Scorpio is the death process of Stop complaining, because whatever you're complaining about, if you complain where you complain, it's where you're going to remain. You get stuck there. Taurus can get stuck. It's, it's Venus ruled, but it can stu- get stuck in our habits. Well, I have to drive like this, or I like this, or I want to, I want to put my silverware that way. They get a little OCD with things sometimes. And the, all the earth signs kind of like things clean and in order. But the Taurus aspect is, no, it has to be my way. I can relax if I get to do things in my home my way. And Scorpio comes in to say, well, just leave the dishes in the sink and let's go look at the moon and make out. So there's, there's a crossroads here that has to do with our intimate vulnerabilities coming forward because Scorpio is saying, okay, let's say you're dating somebody new. Let's, let's say that you broke up with somebody and now you're in, a, in, or you're in an existing relationship and there's a quagmire that's come up, or there's been a sucker punch of a type of thing. The Scorpio part of it saying, take it back to yourself. What if it's you? What if you're the one delivering the message? What if, what if you're the one that someone just loves you so much and they're so attracted to you, they're even afraid to let you know because you're so intimidating. That's that Scorpio energy. And they're, they're, they want to let you know how much they care about you. They want to prove it mainly in actions and loyalty. But Scorpio energy is not an easy energy to get close to. I mean, a Scorpio will smoke you where you stand. They just do. I mean, it's, that's just the Scorpio energy. And all of us have Scorpio in our wheels somewhere. And we'll talk about that tonight. But the degree of it. I just want to say that if uh, you're worried about Scorpio, just start making out with them. You'll disarm them. (laughs) Sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes. 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 
maybe maybe more the male Scorpios. I mean, uh, you know, Scorpios. I just yeah, I just realized this, Mary. I just realized this on this lunar eclipse in Taurus, which is greatly opposed a massive Scorpio Scorpio yep. stellium. We've got me, the Taurus, and you, the Scorpio, here yep. to deliver this. Yep. Like, I just realized that right now. Yeah, and so we're we're, we're actually the the two main points of, you know, the exclamation point is that vertical line with a spaceman, a dot, you know, and exclamation points are like emphasis points or pay attention, pay attention. So in order to divinely align with this, Scorpio is, is something's, something's got to give, something's going to die. The old order, the old way is going to die. And maybe because we try to predict this really hard to predict crazy life. Sometimes when things start spinning, we're like, What's it all about? What's real? I don't know anymore. Or maybe I'm trying to rise up from grieving or sadness over something that was, was a sudden sucker punch or a loss of money or a job or a lover or a death of an animal or a person. But Taurus can bring in where we get etched in time. So there's an old sadness. It's like I want to say to people with the Taurus side of it, what are you holding on to? Is it an old sadness? Are you holding on too tight um, to, to a fear? Is that defining your ability to go forward and ride ahead un- unencumbered. Are you, are you still, is the fear that you've got from a former disappointment or a former betrayer or someone that didn't tr- treat you right? So when you go into a vulnerable opening up again of another business person or transactional experience, be it intimate or financial, that old fear tries to come up and say, hey, remember me? Remember me? So it's like, I, I guess I want to say the seeker, the soul seeker of us, needs to become a bit of the warrior. Here's, here's the, the positive caveat. The truth is going to get revealed. It may be shocking. It may be, oh, hell no, you didn't. But there's going to be a big truth bomb that's coming out. So how you thought you knew somebody, how you felt that you could rely on them, we're going to start to see a clearing out of crap. You know, and how we've let other people shit on us, maybe. So I've got people talking to me about bowel issues. I've got people talking to me about constipation or digestive stuff, which is Taurus can be giving voice to things, the throat chakra and Scorpio's the elimination system. So the sexual chakra and the elimination system. So here's the good part of it. The Scorpio. Please, Please tell me the good part. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we've got the sun and Mercury and Venus in the fixed water sign of transformation. It's not what it appears to be. You're going to have to take people at what they're doing rather than what they're just blathering, promising, or saying. The empty voices and the empty words, if it's not backed up by action, Taurus and Scorpio is like, I'm looking at what you do, not what you're saying you'll do. And don't lie to me. So people that are getting caught now by not following through, it's, it's important for us, again, regardless of our sign, to say, no, no, like we agreed on this, and you said you'd do this, and so it's time for us to sit down and have a, you know, come to Jesus meeting about this, you know, because you're, I, I'm, no, I'm not taking any more excuses. We need to come and we need to discuss this. So Mercury is the, the soul detective when it's transiting through the sign of Scorpio. It's there. The sun is in Scorpio. Venus is in Scorpio. So the Scorpio element is saying, oh, you can run, but you cannot hide. So there's full disclosure coming out to do with people's motives and agendas. 
I love that. And as I often say to people when they're trying to pull a fast one on a spiritual or good person, you know, or the you're the best one in the family and there's that manipulator in your family that's envious of you or blah, 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 who cares? And they try to steal your thunder. They're jealous of you. They try to take the credit for it. They try to gaslight, get the applause because they've got a mirror in one hand and, and you know, a, a, there's a mirror in one hand and their phone in the other to try to take a picture of themselves because it's all about them. You know, it's the I show. So the Scorpio energy is saying who you are is going to be revealed. There's the stripping away of the, I mean, of the false. You're absolutely nailing it. I don't mean to interrupt you, but you're absolutely nailing it. This is like literally everything I've been going through and it's kind of culminating right now. And, you know, when you asked us all, like, what were you doing 19 years ago on this eclipse? I'll tell you all what happened 19 years ago. I caught my boyfriend cheating on me and I got ah. him to admit it out in the cold. So like, it's, and I mean, I'm not going through that situation right now, but I am going no. through a situation where someone has definitely scorned me and said some things they shouldn't have said that are total lies. And now it's coming out and this person's going to have to face that. But it's like, uh, th this, the, the, when you said like Mercury was like, you know, the detective, like you're not going to get away with that, you know, and it's true. And I feel like I knew this was going to come up with this particular eclipse because it really had this kind of feeling that you cannot hide what must be brought. Whatever was done in the darkness will come into the light. That's right. That's right. And see, think about what a full moon does. A full moon lights the darkness. I've had hunters tell me that always, even though there's always coyotes, be aware of the fact that pred predicious energies, predators, wolves, the coyotes, the owls and everything, they have a wonderful hunting evening. The three nights that the full moon is, is lighting up the woods. At the new moon, it's not so easy to see the little varmints and, and you know, things that they could attack. But when there's a full moon, the moon is illuminating the darkness. We all know the word lunatic and lunacy is tied to the word lunar. And having been married to someone that was in vice and narcotics and that whole you know, criminal investigation realm, I can tell you that he was well aware of the fact that full moons create, oh God, it's a full moon, you know, it's, oh God, the guy's down at the precinct, you know, and so, and, and, and doctor clients I have and surgeons, that's Scorpio, the surgery, and nurses, emergency rooms, all the years through Florida and everywhere I've lived, oh God, Mary, when's the next full moon? Because that's when our shift is going to get stressed because it's that, that taking things to extremes, crime, uh, pushing pushing the limits, you know, driving too fast, under the influence, you know, getting overwhelmed with the ego and the emotions. And so part of what's going on with this Scorpio energy, the benefit is that the Scorpio energy and the Taurus energy, by the way, are getting, are both forming sacred geometry angles of what we call a trine or what we, which is the most favorable and what we call a sextile in astrology. I'm not going to get too technical because trust me, I do this and that can be boring. But Taurus gets along with Pisces energy, Neptune's in Pisces. So Neptune is, is what, what has been hidden and what people are trying to hide. The best part of Neptune is how we can take it to our spiritual altars, how we can, you know, yeah, I got up at 445 on my time zone and I went out to talk to the moon. I didn't see this big old pretty red moon. It was half eclipse, but I went out and I did my work and I rebuked the shadows, known and unknown, seen 
and unseen. And I called in for the divine alignment and I blessed my mother earth and I thanked grandmother moon. And I said, bathe me in your illuminations and collapse any evildoers and, and rebuke and block anyone that's trying to do any kind of thing that would be deleterious to the innocents on this planet. And I send light to our beautiful mother earth. And I call forth for the protection and, and the right energies to be coming back to this country, to the wellness, to the medical profession, to the political arena. You know, I'm done with the vitriol. I'm done with the vampires out there wanting to be able to keep people running around mat, 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 like scared sheep, you know, better fear the wolf, better fear the wolf. So what's happening is we're all being assigned new totems. We're getting new totems, and they're going to be showing up even in creature totems. It's like you may have always been a bird person, or you may have always been a dog person, or you may have had horses all your life or performed with horses, and all of a sudden there's going to be something that just comes out of the woods, and you're like, wow, look at that. You know, look, I mean, it happens to me all the time, but wow, look at that. I mean, literally when I was driving down from the cabin off the mountain, out of the woods, here comes this deer. You know, that, you know, that comes walking out and he looks at me and I'm just like, oh, hi. <laughs> I've petted him before down at the house that I'm at. And he was at the top of the mountain because I'm up there pet sitting. So I'm like, I really need to go. And I got to load the dogs in the car. And it just looked at me and I'm like, all right, it's the eclipse. And I went over and I petted him and I went back in the house and got him a few carrots, you know, and, and it was like spirit was saying, no, it's daylight. And this deer came out of the woods for you. And deer is a creature totem that represents self-nurturing and so spirit sent you this deer looking straight at you and the two dogs in the car never opened their mouth and it was right there by my car so i got out to pay homage to spirit go unlock the door go in the house and get some greens and a few carrots dogs still never made a sound both dogs are very protective one of them's a pit bull one of them's mine a border collie when they see creatures they want to freak and so i went to the deer and i said you know what forgive me for that moment of Mars and Gemini needing to rush because I got to get things settled and it's been a cray cray eclipse kind of couple of days. Thank you. Just thank you for coming out of the woods and thank you for me not bypassing this moment of the Holy grace that's taking place. I was just out under the moon at 4:45 this morning until 5:30, And now here it is 4:45 and 5:30. I looked at my clock and I'm like 12 hours later and you have come from the woods, not where I usually see you down by the lake, but you came out of the woods at the top of the mountain and I was talking to the spirits in the mountain last night. So thank you for my human self on the 3D TikTok schedule for not getting spun around and not realizing that I had a walking Oracle card. I had you know, people go buy animal decks and tarot cards and Oracle. I literally had it walk out of the woods to me with no one around saying I'm for you. So I, I took that, that I, moment. This the signs are are so incredible. You know, I also received a sign last night when um this information when, when I, a couple things have happened. But when I got the big blindside surprise um, last night, uh, I walked into my room after, and there beside my pillow was laying a feather. And I never have like feathers um, coming out of like my pillows or anything like that. So I was like, okay. <laughs> There's definitely some sort of divine intervention happening, which, you know, is one of the messages I've been getting around this, this lunar surprise that I've been um, dealt. But uh, sometimes if we lean into it, though, if we lean into it, you took that moment and you realized and it, you realized it wasn't just a common aberrant moment. You mm -hmm. looked at it and you're like, OK, I don't have feathers that pop out of my pillow. And yeah, that no. feather mm -hmm. got my attention. 
that feather I, got my attention. I knew I was I being mean, communicated with for sure. Okay. And think about feather. It's all taken care of. That's what I got. Everything is taken care of not to worry. Well, the feather is keep things light. Feathers, you know, work with the currency, currents, the currents of the wind and the, and the air currents. And when you think about when it's on the bird, when the bird actually takes flight, you know, depending on how, to what species of bird or genus of birds and how high it can fly. But it's still, some of, the, some of the birds just like the thermals or the currents and they flow with that. But the feather was on your pillow. So when we lay our head on a pillow, it might be romantic. It might be that we're wanting, we've just had our shower or bath and we just want to go to sleep. But usually laying our head on the pillow is indicative of something nicer or more pleasant for ourselves. Yes, sometimes we go to bed when we feel sick or we've got a cold or whatever, but still laying our head on that pillow is like, okay, I'm saying goodbye to the world right now and I'm going to take care of me or this is for me. Maybe I should word it that way. So you had an air element totem that came to you. The feather is the air. Not that they can't fall to the earth, but it came from the air, from that air creature to your pillow here on earth. As above, so below is what that means. As above, so below. So keep your spirits light. Know that your angelic, your sacred uh, guardian angel guide is right there and left you a sign. You know, yes, like where I'm at in the mountains, there's deer everywhere. There's black bear, there's fish, there's all kinds of things, but it walked out of the woods across the yard, I'd gotten in the car and turned and looked at me like, where are you going? I'm here for you. And I, I'm like, ah. and I said, nope, I have to do it. So we tend to prioritize. I got to be here. I got to do that. I got to get settled. I'm going to do the podcast tonight. But when spirit says, I don't give a damn what you've got on your schedule. I came here to show you this. This is exactly the divine alignment that you need in this moment. And if you take three minutes and really be here now, this is your alignment, sweetheart. This is that moment. Are you going to take it? Do you have eyes that will see it? Do you have ears that will hear it? Will you take the pregnant pause and say, I just got answered 12 hours later from what I was declaring to my grandmother moon last night, so early this morning. So part of what's going on is that Mars is retrograde in Gemini. So we've got this Mars-Neptune thing. So Really what I want to say is we're really not being, to your words that you use, we're really not being blindsided. We're getting our eyes opened up where the unexpected right now can keep us from going deeper into a confused, chaotic path. And so it's like saying to us, don't put your hand out, you know, when something's trying to come at you to be a revelation or a transformation or some truth that you need to know about your own crap you know, and where you're projecting your crap onto other people or where you're assuming that, well, because I feel this and everything's that. Again, this is, this is the collective. This is about Taurus saying, no, 19 years ago in November of 2003, and also right now, this is a graduation. You're graduating in consciousness you're graduating from what the epic challenges were, maybe some losses. Maybe you got married then, you're not married to them now. Maybe you lived there then, you don't live there now. Who left your life? Look at the death of things. What job did you quit? What were you doing then? What fears did you have? What did you overcome from 2003 that's no longer the big top of your priority list now and watch for the themes of how they kind of maybe different details, different faces, different people, same pattern. And how have you evolved and become more empowered from that betrayal, that loss, that death, that 
that uh, part of you that just ripped you up and you went into a, a financial spin down or you know, I, that was that it was that year in, in September. I lost my beloved Taurus brother back to our Taurus Scorpio thing. It was 2003. It was the biggest death experience I ever went through. I don't cry. I'm not upset because I quit where I was working. I stopped everything in my life and said, I'm with you. I'm taking the ride with you. I'll, I won't leave your side. Oh, my animals. What about my animals, Mary? And I'm like, I'll take your animals. Take it off your plate. Take it off your plate. I got you. I got you. So I always feel warm and good knowing that I was right by my brother John's side through it all, through it all. Like didn't call hospice, nothing. You know, when he got the terminal diagnosis, that's when I dug in. And so did my, my mom and my dad. But it was like, and he just looked at me and he's just like, you know, we've always been so close. I hate to leave you. I hate to be 42 years old and I'm going to leave you. I thought we'd get to grow old together. And I'm like, you're going to slip your skin, but we're still side by side. But I'm not going to tell you that someone, that animal or that person physically that dies, you are metamorphically changed forever. You, you never are back in that cocoon. They may be in spirit with you, which is, you just have to learn how to communicate differently. You can't pick up the phone or maybe you're not going to lunch with them in the physical world, but they're still with you. They don't have what you and I still have. They don't have the limits or they don't have the encumbrance of a body that needs to be fed. It needs to rest. It winds down. It has to be recharged. They don't feel cold. They never hunger like the Gaelic and the Celtic thing says, may you never thirst, may you never hunger. And all your days are light because they don't have to be entombed in a physical temple, in a physical body, their spirit is set free. So we here have to develop ourselves in prayer, in ceremony, in meditation. We can be driving a car. We can be hiking in the woods. We can be sitting at the beach. We can be looking at the sunset of the full moon and say, I feel you. Thank you. You never left me. Thank you. I miss you. I love you. And I want to send you light. We can still do that. And then they can come back and give us a wonderful message in our dreams or in a shamanic meditation, or sometimes when you feel like you're going through a, a crisis crossroad, that parent, that sibling, that loved one, that animal, they, they, they're there. And all of a sudden you wake up and you go, yeah, that wasn't a dream. We went there. We met up. We had a meetup because it's not just a lucid dream. You literally go have a soul to soul, I call it spirit tea. You literally go have a soul to soul encounter, you know, and I come back yeah. to my plane mm-hmm. and they go back to their realm. But you get that, you get that absolute knowing that although you miss them, they're there. Yeah. So and- Scorp- make no mistake about it. Scorpio is about what needs to die mm-hmm. will. What needs to be uncovered is. Mm-hmm. And where there might have been a potential betrayal the karmic sheriff and the Pharaoh and, and your angel guides are all lined up going, yeah, we got her. We got him. We got you protected. Don't worry about that. But you're going to have to see some shit. You're going to have to deal with your own crap. You're going to have to stop dishing it out. If you think you're getting away with it, it's like the karmic sheriff is here and he knows everybody's address. And so if we've been good, good people, we're about to have some really magnificent manifestations of prosperity and intimacy and love because if we if we can honor the other party enough to set the boundary and say yeah you didn't do me right Mm -hmm. bye-bye felicia or Mm -hmm. someone comes to us and they risk their vulnerability saying i'm confused i don't know what i'm doing i know i care about you i don't want to hurt you and then we can turn around and say whoa whoa let's sit down listen you matter you matter this matters to me you know that's the key 
one of the things that's really kind of been coming up in my awareness through this lunar eclipse just in the last few days and obviously in the last few hours uh, with everything kind of transpiring is that you know we look at the taurus which talks a lot about our own values right our own self oh, yeah. worth and everything like that and with uranus there right by the moon um it's just and the north node and the north node there's something here that's drastically shifting for the evolution of the future that you are conjuring up for yourself that you've been working towards that in order for you to move in that direction certain values have to be honored that have been maybe perhaps being started to put in place but maybe not having to be tested just yet and i feel like some of those values are being tested in a way not because you know it's just to see if you pass or not but more of to build your own character and strength and conviction in those values solidifying them even more so that you're stronger going into your future with the values that actually honor what it is you're trying to build well it's shifting sands it's shifting sands think about the sahara and how they can have things called a haboom you know it's like those big sandstorms that come and people in egypt and over there they have or some parts of the sahara and africa they have to run in the house because the big the big habubi the big dust storms like we think about hurricanes and and horrible fires and all but they, it's like it, it can get the animals and everything it's like this huge uh dust storm i had a lady that lived in ethiopia that when i was working at a health food store that came in and told me i said what is that called i'm just a tennessee girl what is that called and so she explained it to me she goes oh like you have different things on your side of the world our big fear is when that comes because you can literally be suffocated by the wind driven sandstorm i'm like oh yeah that would hurt your eyes your throat she goes oh yeah you have to get your animals in and everything so what this is is it's realizing it's it's the, the shell has to be cracked the little snake or the little bird that's born in an egg, it won't, it'll die if it doesn't get out of that membrane, if it doesn't get its, pick its way or find its way out of the shell. Same thing with the snake. Once it's born, it, it, when it gets the, the old skin, when it's growing longer, then it, all of a sudden it turns transparent white. And to the First Nations people, when I've done a lot of medicine wheel stuff, you finding a snake skin, even though you don't find the snake you saw the phantom self, you saw the old self, you literally will see with the snake skin. And many people carry that in their medicine bag. I've, I've had them in my medicine bag when I go out to ceremony that I found naturally. And what happens is they absolutely disintegrate. They just dry up and go away. You only get to keep them for a while. It's like a ghost skin. So it's interesting. So we're realizing our fears. The Scorpio side of it is exposing the people who are playing us, wanting to betray us, take advantage of us, dump their shit onto us. That's what's happening. People that are trying to gaslight or take advantage of us sexually, intimately, secretly, financially, that's getting exposed. Uh, there's all kinds of degrees and levels. You know what I'm referring to here, Nicole. It's like there's all kinds oh, yeah. of, you know, on a scale mm -hmm. of one to 10 type yeah. of a thing. So sure. we're being, re but understand this, when you and I go to the, the, you know, when they say in the South here, we'll go, um, that makes me a scared. I'm getting a scared. So when you go to the fear zone, fear paralyzes our creative courage. Fear paralyzes us. When you walk up on a copperhead or you walk up on an animal, the woods, you go, ah, and you suck in and you stop. You just stop. Or a little kid, ah. you know, and sometimes, you know, sometimes a little puppy will just start screaming at the top of its lungs because it's, it's the fight or flight type of a thing. So sometimes there'll be an intimidating noise because it's afraid it's going to die. That's the, that's the fight or flight, even if you're friendly, coming in friendly, trying to help the puppy or the kitten. So realizing that fear paralyzes you. I want you to hear that again. When you start to feel fear about your romance or your finance 
or your options seems like they're dissolving, fear paralyzes your ability to recalibrate with courage and faith. So our desire, our faith factors, our creative drive, that is fuel. That's momentum. Okay, what are my options? Not just in my head. What are my options to be able to come to the table and look at my options and not let them or that take control of me with fear being the captain of my ship? Oh, no, my soul's much more powerful than that. So on the other side of these challenges that are coming up to us right now is growth. We come out of challenging, chaotic times with growth. There might be doors that are locking or locks being changed, but it's just the death of the prior status in order to welcome in the new brighter startups. So the, the old ways are dying off, but the transition, Scorpio, of that former past life issue partner, whatever, is morphing into a more concise resolution. Here's the key. If you can let it go. If you can let go of just your version of how it should have, could have, would have been, then you can start to see that you're aligning. And if you can let go of needing to be right or needing to control the whole damn thing and allow spirit and call spirit into the situation. I mean, I'm doing it instantly now. I'm just calling spirit into a situation, whether it's minor or major now. And I'm, I'm having the most fascinating time finally watching how spirit goes, I got you, watch this. And I'm just like, ooh, that's fun. That gives me high. That gives me a natural high. So there's strong undercurrents that are going on right now. Now let's talk about the tarot for a minute. So Taurus, when you study, there's people that study Oracle and there's people that just look at traditional tarot and then there's a blend of both. So let me for a moment talk about traditional tarot. So in the traditional tarot, the Taurus energy card is called the Hierophant. So you think about a priest or you think about Buddha or you think about someone that's the main pastor of a church or the, the governor or someone that's the head of the whole universities or the CEO of the company, the Hierophant is the one that is steeped in tradition. So Taurus, they feel better when they've got their foundational beliefs integrated into their behavior. So when you study psychology, we all have patterns, we all have wounds, we all had childhood storybook tales that were pluses or minuses, and in psychology, you learn to work with, and in meditation and prayer, you learn to take the pluses from the parental column or the pluses of your childhood experience and start learning how to disintegrate, learn from it, disintegrate and understand the minuses of people, places and things that came up to haunt you, scare you, abuse you, et cetera, et cetera. And you're not the only one going through that. Everybody did. So the Hierophant is where we can rely on that belief system works for me. I love Buddhism. I love Zoroasterism. I, I like that part of the Catholic church. I like the native American ceremony. I, I find that I can relieve my stress through horseback riding or hiking in the woods or riding a motorcycle or, or cleaning the house, whatever it is, cooking a good meal and, and, and giving it to my friends. We, we decompress and we, and we monitor what's stressing us out in various ways. So the Hierophant is like, where's your go-to? For some people, it's the Bible. For other people, it's nature. What's your go-to when everything seems to be throwing you into collapsing chaos for you to get yourself centered again. You know, for me, I just simply say, almighty, I am imbue. I mean, I absolutely surrender to the divine invisible, if you will, frequencies and say, breathe me, breathe me, take this, breathe me. I, at this point, I don't have an answer. At this point, I'm finding myself being, you know, uh, 
feeling like I'm being fragmented and I don't like this and I don't feel like I've got the answer. So I'm going to put it on the altar. I'm going to let it go. I haven't got this. I'm not having a knowing about this. So I'm going to surrender this. So when I surrender to a higher power and I also call in and and do an invocation to call in the divine alignment forces, I'm letting it go. See, I didn't have to hold on too tightly for Mary to have to control it. I let it go. And in my last 10 years, in my metaphysical 35 years of this lifetime, I've learned the quicker I let it go, the faster, even more powerful, successful resolutions come through. So Taurus is the Hierophant. Yeah, so the, the Hierophant is... If the priest was the one that gave you comfort, if the nun, if the Buddha, if the Native American circle, if, if your altar, if your grandma, whatever it was that gave you comfort, if your dog or whatever it was that I always go to nature and I'll, animals always decompress me, whatever that is, whatever I'm working for, chair, whatever that is, that's the baseline of I go here, my hot chocolate, my bowl of ice cream, whatever. It can be food comforts that, that comes up with Taurus a lot, the foodie thing. So so instead of abusing yourself, you surrender and you reward yourself. But you've got to find right now what this eclipse is saying is how well are your belief systems still valuable to you? And do you talk to them? Do you even do you get so busy in the 3D world that you're not even going back to your core beliefs? Are you are you doing the Reiki? Are you understanding the colors? Yeah. Do you look at your numbers? Do you look at your signs? Did you go take a hike? What are you doing? Are you still are you still hypnotized by the black screen? You can't let your phone down. You got a pacifier with you all the time. You're caught up in the in the technical AI world. Put it down and go back to your mother. Go back to well, your mother I nature. Also, I also see the Hierophant too as a really big commitment. Like, what are you committed to? And that's your belief. I, yeah, you know, that's what you yeah. honor. And so a lot of I feel like, especially because we're kind of coming now at the closing of that Saturn Uranus square is like, what are you committed to for your future now? Like, what are you ready to let go of? And what are you now committed to so that you- And can you let let it go? go? Yes. Can you let it go? Mm -hmm. Release the grip, release the grip. And here's the other cards. So Scorpio is the death card. Scorpio is the death card. You know, Scorpio is the queen and king of death. Scorpio is just like, I'm not doing that anymore that way. I tried it, it didn't work. Three strikes and you're out. I'm not doing it anymore. I don't care. Scorpio is the sign that will say, I don't care if someone likes me or not. I don't care if their opinion disagrees with me. As long as I walk with integrity and as long as I show up and I do what I say and I say what I mean, I don't need their approval and I don't need society to kiss my ass. I don't need to do it because Scorpios start figuring out and some Aquarians right now that the, it's such a bigger picture. It's between me and spirit. All these people that I meet in this lifetime, I didn't come through the embryo with them. I may be meeting my tribal brothers and sisters, but I came in and took this ride between me and spirit. So the Scorpio higher octave is to thine own self be true. Stop making excuses for other people. When, when your heart is saying, no, no, no. And you're going, well, okay, well, they did that favor for me before. So I need to kiss their ass. Stop it. Just stop it. If it feels like a no, it is a no. You know, we all will compromise. We will all do things to kind of counterbalance relationships and all that. But if you feel like it's a no, you know, the people that make up an excuse because they really don't want to go to the party, just say, I don't want, I'm not going to come to the party. Thank you for inviting me. I think it's wonderful. My life is kind of wonky right now and cray cray, you know, so I'm not going to do it. Okay, so this eclipse, knocking at the door at 15 to 59 degrees, let's round that off to 16 degrees. In the tarot, the 16th card is called. They shortened it. But when you study tarot history, 
The short firm uh, name of that card is called The Tower. Yeah, go look that up in your, on your internets and on your phones and in your tarot deck. Go look up the tower card. What it really means is the lightning struck tower of God or enlightenment strikes are happening right now. So the lightning bolt that strikes the tower and the people fall out of their ivory tower when you look at the artwork of the tower card is they thought they had it all figured out. They built their ivory tower up on the craggy ocean rocks and all around them is the ocean and nobody can get to them and their big old ivory tower without them seeing it and without them knowing it. But then this big old eye comes, the eye of the I am, and it sends a lightning bolt and it strikes the tower. The tower is on fire and the people are being thrown out of the castle, the, 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 the round column of the tower's windows are like being cast out of the tower like yeah you thought you were in control watch this so it's the lightning struck tower of god and it's when we think that we're all that in a bag of chips we're never everybody's frito-lay okay snap snap so the tower card is saying we need sometimes an upset or a revelation if someone's trying to hide from us or someone's not being fair to us or something's not really for our optimal soul, financial, intimate evolvement, and somebody's trying to steer us along or lead us along and they're going to just lead us out to slaughter instead of a pasture of plenty, then sometimes, hello, you call for your guides to protect you. You call for your angels to protect you. So when the apple cart gets turned upside down, did you ever stop to think, that maybe that's your guides going, Mm-mm, nope, they're not going to get away with this. We got to, we got to, we got to stop this. We got to disrupt this. We need to take the pause. We need to send them a lightning moment, an enlightenment moment, so they can turn around and say, so what say you and where are we at? And let's get some clarification. Oh, so yeah, then, the tower. <laughs> and then we have Saturn, to your point, then we have Saturn in Aquarius. Saturn's mm-hmm. getting ready to finish up its three years, two and a half, mm-hmm. two and three quarters, three years in Aquarius as we come into spring of next year. And the Aquarius card is the card I loved the first time I saw the, the my first tarot deck is the star. Yeah. And the star. You know, sorry, I, I just, I want to really quickly say is what I think is so beautiful about that is that I feel like that in itself, there is a sense of hope, even if someone is going through some crazy upheaval or whatever, there's always hope, there's always hope. And there seems to be like a light that's coming through. I'm bigger than just the illumination. But yeah, there's a light cracking through from all of this. And we're talking right now. We're talking right now about a full moon lighting up the darkness. And they called it a blood total eclipse of the moon. And so for some people, they saw the red you know, and other people saw, like when I saw it at 4.45 in the morning this morning, it was like already half with the moon gone, like black. When it's like I saw my perfect yin-yang up there. And I'm like, oh, isn't that special? That's a balance of polarities between the yin and the yang, the masculine and the feminine. That's lovely. I'm glad that you showed me that. The sky was completely clear. And so then I went into my, my values, my core, my anchor, my beliefs, and I started doing my intentions and my clearing of myself. You always Go to your core beliefs and clear yourself. You clear yourself spiritually. You, you get rid of your own toxicity. You let the parts of you that are not serving your higher good die. That's the resurrection right now, Scorpio. What about you do you need to shed? Where are you still encased in a fear egg or a vulnerability egg? Or you don't really like yourself. And this personality that you put out there to the world is a mask 
and, and that what you're really, you don't, you know, we act this one way in a relationship or this one way at the job because we feel like we need to like make sure everybody likes us before we really start to let our real moods come through. And then we wonder why they're like, who is that anyway? Who have I been dating anyway? And I've worked with you for 10 years. What the hell is that? You know, you're going through a hard time. Just be yourself. So if we start out being our authentic self, knowing that it's our job to arrive with integrity and honesty, you know, and if, if we're, you know, jealous of somebody at work, you need to check yourself. You know, if you're envious at somebody at work because they're making more money or whatever, you know, we, I just had uh, someone that's delightful recently tell me that they called a coworker up, you know, because the coworker was acting one way, but their actions were that they were trying to steal a lot of the different kind of customers or money that was in the establishment, but they were acting like they were all nice to the other coworkers in the business, but really they were putting on the smiling mask and the smiling face and not wanting to admit what they were doing deliberately. And one of the coworkers said, yeah, you know, check yourself because this is what's going on. I can care about you, but I can tell you where you're toxic too. That's a real tribal sister. That's a real tribal brother. So when people keep, again, I'm going to say what I started out the show with, where you complain is where you'll remain. It's where you're stuck. It's where you can't move forward because it's all about you. Wah, 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 whine, whine, whine. How come this always happens to me? Have you looked in the mirror? Are you repeating a toxic behavior? Is your go-to getting drunk? Is your go-to the prescription? Is your go-to to go, you know, get into a relationship and screw, screw behind their back with somebody? Or do you sit down and you have integrity going, listen, I had a little blip on my screen and I really need to let you in on a, a part of me and this is how I am. And I'm a little, I've been a little frustrated or I've been a little too strong or I know I come in hot, you know, so I, you know, I want you to be able to talk to me about anything or ask me something if you need to, but don't come at me telling me what to do. Yeah, that's not going to work. No, you know, don't come at me to gaslight me. Don't come at me to blame me for some shit that you're doing because those of us that have gotten into involvement and done our psychological work and regularly shower off our shadow are going to call you up or disappear from your life. That's another Scorpio thing. That, Bye. Yeah, Guillotine. No, totally. yeah. yeah. You don't get me. So, so a couple of themes. We don't always have to try to be right or to prove our point that we're right or that we need to try to control everything about how we drive and where we go and how much time we take. In the end of things, it's so unimportant. You know, look at the bigger things in your life right now. The Taurus and the Scorpio themes are about what matters the most to you now. What matters the most? Not all this other crap that you're complaining about or bitching about or renting space in your head for free. How can you rise up? The moon and the star. There's the other tarot card, the moon. The moon card. It's, it's our dreams and it's our psychic antennas being tweaked and strengthened. You know, and we're, we're having some, our programming guide is being downloaded. You know, it'll come up on your satellite saying, it should only take like five minutes, you hyper-ass humans. It's going to take five minutes, but you can hit cancel if you want to. You know, so I don't want that programming guide. And then if we don't let the programming guide happen, what happens? No information available. No information available. I've been saying to people that know me lately, you know, when, when with this Scorpio, uh, the thing I came up with, because I have five planets in Scorpio, is I just look at them and I go, I got two words for you, access denied. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I remember as, that. My, as my girlfriend says, you're not invited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But access denied, it's like, that's a real kind of like, 
um, like when I, whenever, you know, when I was in my teens and my dad was working at NASA, you know, you, there were places you could go on the beach and everything. And then there was a big sign that said two words, access denied or no public access. But with NASA and with like these big, you know, private governmental things, it, it's, and, and you look at all like the Matrix and these different movies, it'll just, you know, when they go to put their eye print in or their access denied, access denied. And it means business. It's just like, you know, take it further and watch what happens to you. There's the drone, there's the laser, there's what's going to happen to you because access is denied. You don't have the codes, you don't have the energy, you don't have the proper alignment to be able to come into this next level of security or this next level of privacy. So the win-win, the win-win is when you meditate, when you sit on your front porch petting your hound dog, when you ride on a motorcycle, when you take a little, you know, day trip, or you, when you go have your favorite food at your restaurant, this is a, here, here's the positive thing. Any of y'all that are working in bakeries or you do cake decorating or you want to take a culinary class, oh, Taurus is perfect for that. I mean, you'll, you'll grasp so many skills to do with cooking and baking and decorating and preparing for whatever holiday or Thanksgiving meals that you want to. I mean, this is a great time to really master a recipe because Taurus is all about the sweeter things of life, the the pleasure zones. That's Taurus. It's the pleasure zones. People always put the sexual thing on Scorpio. Scorpio's like, yeah, don't touch me unless I want you to. Stop it. Taurus is more into the sexual pleasure than Scorpio is. Scorpio's into what's the real upper levels of this. Scorpios are more the the psychic sleuths and the and the um, psychological. Um, Experts in a sense that they want to help other people get unstuck and get unlocked. And I love what I do. I mean, people will tell me there's secret little things. And I'm like, oh, for God's sakes, unlock the door. So we're being given keys right now. We're being given keys that maybe we've been all bound up or we've carried the crap or the packed suitcase for 45 years or ever since our childhood, whatever age it is, it matter, even though we change sexual partners, we still come up with the same push-pull dynamic, you know, we try to please them, they reject us, or we're always the one doing the giving, we're always the one doing the spending, we're always the one that's being the comedian, and they end up being the one that's like more and more and more and more and more. Well, you know what, are you sick of that yet? That needs to die. That needs to die. You don't need to be a people pleaser anymore. You don't need to be an emotional empath, because you're emotionally and psychologically constipated after a while. That's just what happens. Oh my gosh. Well, why don't we get into the, why don't we get into the signs, um, sure. the, the personal signs and let everyone know kind of how they're, this kind of lunar eclipse is lining up for them. And please do start with Taurus. <laughs> oh, I will listen to her perks of perks of being the hostess. Yeah. That's for sure. Perks of being so, the host. Well, Hey, that's the benefit of it. You're the one that's taken your time and investment to do this for your audience. So, you know, audience, make sure you reward Nicole and make sure that you invest in yourself and think about all the work that she does, all the tarot that she does and all the insights that she brings on her channels and then support those psychologists and therapists and healers and astrologers and readers spend money with them because that's what helps put butter on their bread and feed their animals and buy their clothes and let them show up for you paying for their internet. So yeah, I'll call your ass out, spend some money with the people that come to you that you're listening to for free spend some money and invest in them. So even more of the messages get out there or sit where you are and stay stuck. <laughs> Doesn't matter to me. It's up to you. You got to make the choice. So if you're a Taurus, <laughs> if you're a Taurus, it's the main light is on you. And if you're a Taurus, this is about 
you're emerging. So there may be what seems to be some emotional or intimate or financial emergencies or sudden hitting the brakes going, what? You know, got to come to a, a screeching stop. But it's ultimately not an emergency. It's an emerging vision. It's an emerging way that you're going to be able to see something to be able to take it to a deeper, richer level of understanding. So that could happen at work. It could be a conference. It could be a tribal meeting. It could be that, you know, someone speaks their piece, like they hold the therapy pillow or they've got the peace pipe. And so it's their turn to talk in the, in the counseling circle. You let them have their piece. You let them speak what they want to speak. And then you politely, you know, say, wow, that's really vulnerable. And that's really raw. Thank you for telling me that. Thank you for risking telling me that. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you the first thing that comes back from my intuition or my heart is this. So if you're a Taurus, since it's happening in your sign and the moon is exalted in the, in the sign of Taurus, but then we have those lightning bolts coming in with Uranus and the North Node, this is some karma. You're at a graduation point. This is where you got shocked and derailed or kicked to the curb in the past over the past 19 years. Now you're going to be able to have more of a mature conversation, a more mature ability to, to level up in the negotiation financially and the negotiation intimately to be able to say, you know, no matter where this goes, I really like that you pulled up a chair at my table and you cared enough to sit down and let's have some, some verbal dinner. Let's have some emotional, let's have an emotional banquet with each other and let me say what I feel and let me say how I react to that. And you say what you feel and how you want to dish it out. And then both of us are going to need to process that and give me a couple of days. I'll be in my head a lot, but I'll end up in my heart. And then I'll be able to come back with what works for me. And you'll be able to come back with what works for you. I guess the main thing I would say to Taurus is when someone gets done sharing with you their hesitation financially or personally and say to them, do you know yet what you'd like the goal to be? Do you want to discuss this, take a space, and then come back to the table again? Or do you want to discuss this and just go away and you're not sure? Just be yourself, man. Just be yourself because the only way we're going to make it is if you really let your hair down and be yourself. And where the chips fall, they fall. But you're always going to have my respect and you're always going to have my sweet spot within me because you bared your soul and you didn't play games with me. This is not a good karmic time for people that play games or think that they're going to abuse someone in stealth mode psychologically or or have a disease and not tell somebody that and they just want to go screw somebody else or be with somebody else i mean there's there's some listen there's going to be some big hammers that drop on people that knew better and went ahead and did evil anyway you're going to see some big guillotines and hammers drop on these people and i'm i'm at a point in my life when i go doesn't surprise me doesn't surprise me that that happened to them doesn't surprise me at all. They knew better and they kept pushing it and pushing it. And, you know, they didn't think there would be any repercussions and they didn't think there was such a thing as karma or God or whatever it is. And they didn't want to stop and they didn't want to be forgiven and they didn't care who they were hurting. So, you know, the infinity symbol, the karmic boomerang brought it right back to them because obviously the only way they were going to learn it was through pain. So we bring this stuff on ourselves. You know, if we keep feeling it's a no and we know that it's wrong, and we keep doing it, if we keep showing up with wrong behaviors, especially Taurus and Scorpio right now, if we keep doing it wrong, and we know it's wrong, it ain't going to get right. 
it ain't going to get right because you're going to have to really see how far you can take the wrong because you've chosen the wrong way as your teacher. So life will show up for you and give you what you keep paying homage to and giving attention to. So for Taurus right now, you're cutting a new path, and this eclipse is a bridge. And the bridge of 3D timeline goes into April of next year. But a bunch of clues and a bunch of good juju and mojo is going to be happening in January of 2023. October is stirring up the shifting sands, and October is showing us what might have to shift, go away, where we move, where we stay, where we reconstruct, where we where we secure the foundation of our beliefs and our core. You know, we got to secure the foundation of of who we are and what we know that we deserve. Because the opposite of that, especially for Taurus and Scorpio, it's seventh house for Scorpio, is, okay, you think this is worth this? Look back on how much you're fighting. Look back on how much you're frustrated. Look back on how much you're complaining. Look back on how much it's controlling your life being at that job you don't want, that house you don't want to live in, around those people that hurt you again and again and again by your own words. And I look at them and I go, are you tired yet? At what cost? At what price? The ultimate price of stress and anxiety is your health, your wellness. Your first wealth is your wellness. Your first wealth is your health. A healthy relationship, a healthy job dynamic, a healthy lover, a healthy friendship, a safe and reliable comrade on this life walk. So that's what Taurus and Scorpio are creating right now. But you have to be able to thine own self be true. It's especially a big spotlight for Taurus and Scorpio, especially going into January. Big, big upgrades, big levels, more prosperity. It's not going to be bad until January. It's just getting stronger that you get, oh, that's why that happened. Boy, I looked at that at the time and I thought that was da-da-da. And instead it's like, thank you, God. Thank you, Grace. Thank you for the glory. Yeah. So it's, it's like there's compelling things that have to be revealed. There's mysteries being uncovered. The treasure box is being opened up for you to see. Here's the temptations and the lures that could lead you on a sidebar. And here's the path that you need to walk on the divine ground. Here's where you need to go walk smartly and carry on smartly. So Taurus, it's about, it's a direct hit. So Taurus, you know, there's this angel standing in front of you saying, what do you want? It's not just a person. What do you want to do now with your life? What do you want? We'll fill in the blanks. We'll bring the people. We'll bring what it is. You know, we'll, we'll manifest all that. But what do you want instead of just distracting yourself with the money or the sex or the food or the job? What do you really want to do? Where do you want to take things? And what would you like to prioritize now? Yeah. So if you're a Gemini, this is a little tricky. If you're a Gemini, number one, it's your 12th house. So this is embryonic. This is everything going on the behind the scenes. I don't know of any Gemini that I've ever had as a friend, client, or relative that doesn't overschedule and overcrowd their day. They're, they're always going. I call them the whirling dervishes. And they can handle it. I mean, I'm not saying that Virgos and Geminis don't do pretty good with staying busy, but it eventually skitzes them out and they start like they're walking around like little lightning bolts are coming off of their head. So Mars is in Gemini. Gemini is everything to do with how we travel, how we get our message across, where we go, and how we make sense of things. So Mars is retrograde in Gemini right now. So you have to look past words. We might stumble over our words. Now is an incredibly powerful time to choose your words so that they become encouraging words. 
empowering words, words that lift people up. Do not fall into the pit of sarcasm or saying hurtful things. I was just kidding that it's not a time to do that because words can be knives right now. Words can be weapons. So you can get yourself in a lot of trouble if you don't monitor your own self. It's how you say what you say, when you say what you say, and the value of sometimes just casting a look instead of saying anything at all, at all. So Gemini's right now have a big spotlight of this full moon lighting up their strategies, their coping mechanisms. Um, There may be some anxiety and stress that is built up with you, Gemini's, to where you literally now have to change your diet, walk more, rest more, get off the, uh, the, the technical stuff, the social media stuff. And it may be that Gemini's are wanting in some way to not only take care of their own health and wellness because it's getting to them, those little medical things that are happening to you aren't punishment. It's the force saying, um, notice how you're not being able to go as fast as you once did, or this is slowing you down or whatever. Can it maybe be a sign that you need to turn around and take care of your own self? You know, maybe you need to nurture you. Maybe you need to do some physical therapy. Maybe you need to eat a little differently and stop going 12 hours without eating anything. And then you grab junk food. So Gemini, need, they need to do a little check with themselves, both Gemini and Sagittarius, on their overarching wellness protocols. Like, what are you doing that maybe you used to be able to eat crystal hamburgers all the time or eat milkshakes or fast food or dry boxes of, of potato chips? And maybe your body is saying, I, I need you to level up. I need you to level up a little bit and look into some supplements and look into maybe intermittent fasting or cut back on something that's your go-to happy, like maybe there's too much booze or maybe there's too much, you know, drugs. Maybe you're doing ayahuasca too much. Maybe you're doing DMT or LSD too much, you know, back it off because it's becoming an escape instead of a navigational teacher. So Gemini's, they escape in conversation. Gemini's like to have an audience. They like to have conversations. That's one of their decompress modes. So be a little picky about who you're sitting down with your audience. Like don't try to be everything to everybody if you're a Gemini or a Sagittarius. Instead, seek those personalities and those people out that are inspiring for you. You know, be inspiring to other people, yes, and and you know, forget the sarcasm and the complaining. Where you complain, you'll remain. And instead, see how you can be a, a, a guiding light or an inspirational teacher or a help meet. But it's okay, Gemini and Sagittarius, it's okay if you break bread with and you prioritize driving your car, spending your time and your money to get around people that aren't draining you, that aren't draining your vital life forces, because it's vampirical if you get around the people that are always trying to suck off of your life force, what about me? And what about me? And what about this? And I want to complain about everything. And you're leaving going, Oh my God, I feel like crawling to my car because I allowed them to drain me. Well, that's on you. That's on you. If you're a cancer, it's your 11th house. If you're a Capricorn, it's your fifth house. So this is a sweet spot for these two signs. Cancer and Capricorn are opposites. They balance each other. Cancer is known as the matriarch, the nurturer, or the mother figure, and like the moon. That's the grandmother moon, mother earth, Taurus, grandmother moon, cancer. And Capricorn is more the patriarchal, you know, the father figure. So for cancer right now, it's in the 11th house. And the 11th house is where we get our way. It's where we can actually 
navigate through waters that aren't troubled. So if you're born as cancer, the crab, this is a great time for you to really go deeper with that friend and really have some really life-changing, you know, one of those hallmark moments in your life where you go, I am so glad that we took this trip together, or I'm so glad that we hung out more, or I'm so glad that you're in my life. It's like, it's, it's solid emotionally for Cancerians right now. Now, of course, all those other things you have in your chart, yes, can be an impact factor. We're, um, we're talking about rising signs and sun signs right now. But if you're a Cancer, if it's got a Gemini moon and a Pisces rising sign, yeah, it's a little more of a tsunami emotionally, but it's always emotional with cancer. It's always emotional with cancer, the crab. So be around the friends and, and be around the community of people that you know is safe for you. Cancers need to feel emotionally safe. They need to feel like they can let their hair down, that that's not somebody that has an agenda with them because they crawl back in their crab shell really quick. It's just like, no, don't pressure me. Don't push me. I don't want to be pushed and I don't want to commit right now. Cancers, they go sideways and backwards. So they're a little more hesitant than the other signs. So if you have friends or the lover or the parent that's cancer, the crab, this is a great time to do something nurturing and pleasant and create what I like to call psychologically some soft moments for them. Hey, I made lasagna for you. I made your favorite pie or I went and I bought you some bagels or I did this or that. Really? You did that for me? Yeah, just no agenda. Yeah, you don't owe me anything. Just just go have a moment. I just wanted to give you a soft moment. Soft moments have been missing for about three years for a lot of people because of the media and the political and the financial scares and all of that. I mean, the whole Uranus and Taurus thing and the North Node and Taurus has been about scarcity fears. You know, famine and food and and GMOs. And I mean, it's like if you keep cycling around with that, it's going to be like, oh, my God, just go eat an apple and rinse it in vinegar. Go rinse it in apple cider vinegar and you'll take all that chemical crap off of it. If you're a Capricorn, there's something about launching a new dream. There's something about either a grandchild or a child or being inspired by someone younger. It could be that everything's okay with you, Capricorn but you've got a child or a student or a grandchild or someone's kid that's going through a hard time. And that best friend of yours or that lover of yours is like, look, there's nothing wrong with us, but I got this kid and the kids like, for some reason they're acting up. And so the focus for the Capricorn might have to do with trying to get uh, someone younger than the Capricorn back in line, or I need to know what's going on with them. They're not talking to me about it. So it might be the Capricorn has to get them into some therapy or karate, or dance, or, or spend a little more time with them because that child or that grandchild's going through a rough patch. You know, they're going through a rough patch. So, but Capricorn is, they're thirsty for something more creative for them artistically. So they're kind of, Capricorn's kind of scoping out, what do I think I want to get more involved with? But Capricorn, because of Saturn being an Aquarius, Capricorns are going to invest in what levels them up spiritually, psychologically, they're going to, instead of just working for everybody else and being really good at being the manager and the CEO and building the company, Capricorns now are going to say, okay, I did that and I was good at that, but I need some fun. I need some fun. And when I'm off having fun, I don't need to try to micromanage everything or send five texts or three messages or whatever. I just need to let my hair down and, oh, here's that theme again. I need to let go of trying to control everything because the controlling signs can be the Taurus, 
the Cancer and the Capricorn. They they got got to make sure everything's managed and everything's doing what it's supposed to do, and everybody's following through with their commitments. It's hard for those signs to let their hair down and just let it go. If you've got some fire or some air in your chart, yeah, you can play, go get drunk, go you know ride up a mountain, do what you need to do. The fire in you will let you go. Oh my God, seize the moment. But the earth or the water is like, well, what about this and what about that? Did I check on that? Did I lock the door? Yeah, all that kind of stuff. If you're a Leo. Okay, Leo, it's a 10th house thing for you. So you're chasing after some kind of status or you're wanting to grab the, the, the tallest apple on the tree or you're trying to slip that gold finger, your, your finger into the gold ring. If you're a Leo right now, you're hunting. You're a little bit of a predator. And you're, what your hunt is about is how can I do better or get more status or get more satisfaction in my life. So it's a good time for Leos to focus on improving their skills how are they marketable how can they make profit come into their life because of their efforts now the shadow side of that for a leo is they're going to use people and they're going to step over people and they're going to get theirs no matter what you know so i i warn you if you're a leo out there if you're out playing games with people or playing games with their minds or their hearts or you know you're you're seeing a lot of advantage coming to you because of other people Remember when there were people that were once very unkind to you and there were people that used you. A lot of Leos that I deal with had rough childhoods. And so when the little kid was little, when the little lion was little, there were people that beat them or abused them or there were sexual mismanagement things that happened. And if they've not let that go psychologically and they're 30 or 50 or, or whatever age they are now, then deep in their unconscious, it's their turn and they want to get theirs. I'm going to get mine. And maybe they're not going to sexually abuse somebody or maybe they're not going to physically hit somebody. But if they haven't let go of that fear or that anger or that wasn't fair, but that happened to me, I don't know if I believe in God or great spirit or great mystery. I'm going to get mine. If they, if, then they're no different than the people that mistreated them because they're out using other people too. So if you're playing games and other people are getting used because of your creative, you know, I'm, I'm all that, you know, if you, if you know that you really don't want that person the way they think that you want them, you need to be very clear with what you're doing and not be, not be, you know, just out there being a player. That's what they call it when you're being a player betrayer, because it's going to fall back on you. But if you're a Leo with integrity and you're saying, this is what I expect at this job, this is what I want in a relationship. And you're very lean and clean about what you want. And you stay that way and you stay on the good path, then you can really accomplish some life-changing, wonderful manifestations. And again, with each one of these signs, are you a plus? Are you a minus? Are you playing it on the plus side for a win-win? Are you just wanting to get yours and it's going to be a minus for everybody else? If you're an Aquarius, okay, this is a fourth house thing. So Aquarians are thinking about their parents and their kids and and the people, everybody that relies on you, Aquarius. So if you're a teacher, then it's your students. If you're a nurse, then it's your patients. If it's, you know, if you're, a, if you're in a dental practice, then it's just like, it isn't the financial part of it for Aquarius right now. It's got to do with, are they overcrowded? Are they overcommitted? And so it's mainly a, um, a mother vibe. It's that fourth house. So if it's, if it's getting, if there's some kind of emotional conflict with where you know you want to spend time with the mother or the grandmother, but you're also a mother and you're also a professional and you're also this, and then you've got the, and then you're worried about how your child or your grandchild is being impacted about you being that busy 
again, an, an air sign like Gemini. You know, Aquarius has got Saturn there. And this eclipse is really putting it to the Aquarians going, okay, you've had two and a half years already of things that need to leave your life. You need to, you know, when Saturn's in your sign, everybody right now that's turning 28 and a half to 30, you know, they're, they're having a Saturnian return. And so what's happening is Aquarian people for the last two years have really felt like, do I want to live here? Do I want to sell this? Am I stuck? Am I going to let that business go? Or I mean, maybe I've put too much time and energy into it. Maybe people are expecting too much of me. Aquarians have been going through that. This eclipse starts to cut some of those, those tie lines. It starts to let you realize that you can't be everything to all people. So for Aquarians, <clears throat> Aquarians don't like to be tied down anyway, like Sagittarians. So this full moon is saying, you got yourself all tangled up. Why don't you start working on getting not so entangled in everybody else's stuff? You're making everything nice for everybody else. You show up and you deliver, but then you don't leave much time for yourself and the people that matter much to you. So residential changes, maybe getting new furniture, moving from where you are, that's all on the spectrum uh, someone leaving the home, again with Leo, it could be someone passes away, it could be that you're all of a sudden attending, you know, a, a, a funeral or a wake or a memorial ceremony, That it's real intense for the Leo Aquarius as far as tribe, family, people that matter the most. If you're a Virgo, it's ninth house, and when we were talking earlier, Nicole, about beliefs, we've got, you know, Mars coming in at a hard square, in Gemini, we've got Neptune opposing in Pisces, so Virgos right now are having their entire psychological, spiritual uh, personality. They're like going through a, a, a whole, um, first there's a freeze frame, and then there's like a, like, wow, I'm really coming into my own now. So I, I see there's a whole cathartic, metamorphic transition going on with Virgo people, male and female. It's got to do with, you know what, I, I really need to just, I really need to sit down with myself and have the conversation with myself of what's working for me spiritually and what's working for me as a philosophy and what's working for me is something that really makes me enjoy this life and appreciate this life instead of just the drudgery of all the routines and obligations and, and wanting to run away. And like Virgos work real hard, then they want to run away. They work real hard and get to they want to run away. So they need to kind of balance out the extremes of that. And the ninth house can be travel. It can be a foreign interest. It can be really getting a magnificent grasp on their spirituality because they tend to look at fixing things and puzzles of life. And but now, what's going to happen? They're not real. <laughs> they're not usually real familiar with the supernatural. And the supernatural is going, "Yo, you, it's your turn, and I'm going to come visit you." So we're like, ah. So, so <laughs> you can run, but you cannot hide, Virgo, because your higher guides and your spiritual self. Is going to begin having communion with you. If you're a Pisces, Pisces people, it's third house. There's some hard conversations that need to be had. The first conversation that needs to be had is the one that you see when you look at yourself in the mirror. Where are you stuck in a rut? Where are you stuck in a, I don't want to admit it. I don't want to see a pattern of, of what you use for your coping strategy. Is it too much food? Are you anorexic? Are you bulimic? Are you reaching for the alcohol too much? Are you avoiding the problems that are in your marriage? Are you not being there enough for your child because you're so wrapped up in your own malaise and your own misery? So there's some things. I see the, the egg cracking open for Pisces, 
and I can see some wonderful educational downloads. Pisces people are really bright people. They're really bright people. They're the opposite sign of Virgo. That's their balance. So they love learning, and they have a great grasp of communication, but they tend to give so much of themselves away for the cause that they want to champion or the person that they want to help heal. They're like natural healers that often they drain themselves. So they get all of a sudden caught up in, "Uh uh-oh, now I'm addicted or "Uh uh-oh, now I don't feel good. And they like push themselves so they actually just drain their own battery. So there's a replenishment cycle here for Pisces people between this, this Scorpio season is very favorable for them. So if you're a Pisces, take some of that Scorpio strength and start, a little plan, a little organized plan of how you can not get so chaotic and so much. Pisces always have crisis going on around them. They're always like putting out fires of emotional crisis and health crisis. So take, again, take some soft moments and don't be always the nurse or the healer or the, or the, you know, the person that's problem solving for everybody else. But the signs of service are Virgo and Pisces. I mean, they're here. They're here to learn through how they've helped other people and how they've, and how they've not let other people take advantage of them. And then the last two, um, Libra, it's an eighth house uh, type of a vibration for you. So if you're a Libra and you're leaning too hard into making the finances and what money you have, what money you want, you know, what resources that you're kind of frustrated that you put the smile on your face, but you're really angry or envious or jealous or frustrated about people that seem to be having it easier or better than you, and you get a little surly because of that. Instead of greed, you got to move into gratitude. Instead of worry, you've got to move into I'm going to think of three things that I'm grateful for every day, and I'm going to just cancel out and rebuke those thoughts that say, Well, they got more money than me, or they made more money this week in their paycheck than I did. And that you need to stop. I got to tell you, Libra, you need to stop being so damn thirsty. You know, sometimes Libras just get too thirsty for attention. It's, it's a challenge for Libra and Aries that they need to be validated a lot. So if you're a Libra, I would say be charming because that's what Libra is supposed to do. But can you be charming and, and can you be gracious without expecting someone else just because you gave to them that they now absolutely have to give to you? Like don't give with strings attached. That doesn't work, Libra. And especially the eighth house. It's a very psychic cycle cycle for Libra. However, I do feel like there's going to be a goodbye. There's going to be a farewell or a loss that has to happen. Something's going to break down or something's going to break away. Not because you did anything wrong. It's just simply time. So the surprise for Libra could be you're not at that job anymore. That person's not going to own the house anymore. The house may sell. You may have to move. There's going to be an upset because Libras don't, they kind of resist change a little bit. And this eclipse, although it favors, it's ruled by Venus, Taurus, and Libra, but there, there's, it's, it's a favorable change. It just might not look at like that when it first starts to develop or happen. Like the Libra may start to complain and grumble, but Spirit's like, you know what? You're getting too stuck. You're getting too stuck in a comfort zone, and you just need to be able to change ground because you are paralyzed where you are right now, and you're just ticking off the time. And if you're in Aries... The energy that's going on with Aries with this, Taurus is the financial sign for Aries. Aries are in the moment and they're spontaneous. And even if they have work commitments where they've promised people they're going to do things, if they have something that can distract them, it's a fire sign, you know, for a party or a good time or have a high moment. 
the Aries in, in all of our charts can be that I don't want to do that right now. I'll get to it later. And then, of course, time goes by. <laughs> and then we don't get to it, do we? So and then you frustrate people. So Aries, the spontaneity right now, although that's Aries can pull that off well, this is an eclipse. And it's Taurus saying, when you find yourself short of money, when you find yourself coming up short for the things that you are obligated to take care of with people, place, or thing, look at maybe where you dropped the ball and you didn't follow through on your promises or your word or your commitments. And instead of getting angry, because Mars rules Aries and Aries tend to get hot quick and then calm down later and you know, have to make apologies or disappear for a while, this eclipse is saying the whole financial picture is going to reveal itself to you in ways that you can improve in an overarching way so you don't keep having high highs financial, like the money starts coming in and then it goes out again because they get caught up in their patterns. So again, I'm saying to all the signs, what are you holding on to as an attitude or the way you deal with your money or the way you deal with your intimate affairs that needs to have some type of divine alignment or some kind of recalibration to where you could, you know, don't get so stuck in your own ways of how you micromanage or don't your love affairs or your money affairs. Maybe it's time to have some fresh approaches because the old's just not working anymore. You know, you're not 17 anymore. You know, you're 40 or you're 50 or you're 30. And the stuff that worked at 17 was for then, was for that decade or for that time. And obviously you've matured since then and you're at a different level of what you want to achieve psychologically and emotionally with a job, with a career, with a relationship, with your parents, with your children. So with age doesn't always come maturity. With age doesn't always come, you know, a type of wisdom. We have to constantly work on our pluses and our minuses so the people around us that depend on us and care about us can benefit because we gave a damn enough to deal with our own crap. And that's what keeps us from emotional constipation or psychological <laughs> diarrhea. And I'm using those terms deliberately because Scorpio uh, does rule. Yeah, yeah. Okay, quick so, question. I don't know if we touched on, did you touch on Scorpio when you were talking about Taurus? And, did, and I don't think you touched on Sagittarius when you talked about Gemini. I might be wrong. Okay, I did a little but bit, but maybe not enough. So Scorpio, Scorpio, it's a seventh house vibration. If it's happening in Taurus, and that's the first house, then directly across the Zodiac, you just add, you know, the six houses. It's the seventh house. So Scorpios are, their surprises may come from who they're attracted to. An intimate situation may be coming in that even surprises them. But with Scorpios, it'll be, it'll run deep. It'll run real deep. So Scorpios are opening up a platform emotionally and intimately, regardless of whether they have a goodbye or a hello right now, that there's something bigger coming into their life between January. It's not dry gulch till then. I'm not saying you can't have a good time, but, but January of 2023, because the North and South node and the eclipses are still traveling in the Scorpio Taurus spectrum into next year. So from April, May of this year, here comes the surprise point for Scorpio and Taurus. And then there's big revelations in January, first deeply within the Scorpio, to where the Scorpio, Scorpios have to grant permission within themselves to say, I'm going or I'm staying or I'm ready to open or I'm ready to back off from this job or this person or this concept. So Scorpios are going through some fascinating um, 
transitions and transformations, I think that Scorpio is going to be very pleased with how they come out with more power and more personal understanding. It ultimately makes them even more magnetic. Uh, but you have to, if you're a magnet and you're working on being charming and magnetic, be aware of what you're drawing to you. You have to take responsibility for that. So I like what I see for Scorpio with the Neptune in Pisces and Saturn's going into Pisces early next year. I really think it's going to be a banner year for Scorpio as they close out this autumn and go toward the spring of 2023. It's like nice karma, nice stuff coming up. Um, with Sagittarius, we were talking about when we were talking about Gemini, that it was 12th house for Gemini. And it's the psychological frustration or the, the psychological scatteredness that Gemini has to watch out for with Sagittarius, it's the sixth house. So Sagittarians, if they're having full moon frustrations, it's probably on the job with coworkers or the actual, if they're still pleased doing that work, like maybe they still like their job, but all of a sudden they get some time off and they didn't really want to have time off, you know, because they like, you know, Sagittarians love to play and love to escape. Um, but it also for Sagittarius is the sixth house, <clears throat> and so with Sagittarius, they may be working through some actual mental um, puzzles, frustrations. Um, it may be the people around them in family or in their personal life. They're the ones that are going through a really odd kind of skitzy time. Like it may be the people around them that are a bit cray cray. And the Sagittarius is just trying to get some sense of logic and normalcy with that mate or with that family problem. Sagittarians are often the black sheep of the family anyway. I mean, I've, I've yet to do a chart if somebody's got strong Sagittarius in their chart that they weren't the odd one, the rejected one, the black sheep of the family, that the Sagittarius actually did more for the parents of the family than any of the other people in the family, but they got the least attention. And so that's, that's Pisces on the fourth house, Nicole. That's how that happens. So okay. Pisces in our chart is where we will go through some type of sacrifice. And yeah. so Sagittarius have Pisces on the fourth house. And that means you'll sacrifice most for the family and maybe not get the applause or the spotlight for it. So if you're a Sagittarius right now, I, I guess if I would short form it, I would say, please pay attention to your own health signals. You know, like if you're coughing a lot or if you're finding that you're, you've got your schedule so full that you're forgetting some of the important things. Did you feed the chickens? Did you feed the dog? Did you spend time with the dog? Disengage some with other people's schizo conversations and take time for yourself. You know, take time for yourself to be able to decompress. Don't be spun around by other people's confusion because the Sagittarius wants to jump in there and fix it and help it. And if it doesn't have logic to it, the Sagittarius scratches their head going, what in the world is going on with them? And that creates the health anxiety for the Sagittarius. That creates the digestive upset. It creates the headaches. It creates that they're just drained and or dizzy. A lot of times Sagittarius will get the, um, the vertigo because other people are spinning them around too much. Okay. Okay. Well, that was a good rundown for everyone. Um, you know, do you want to just close out really quickly? Um, from a world perspective, what do you see this uh, lunar eclipse meaning for the world? I feel like that people, that we the people, Saturn and Aquarius, that we the people are now taking back our power. And the way we take back our power isn't to hate that Q 
king or queen or governor or elitist or person that has more money than they know what to do with, you know, so we don't focus on those people that are trying to push us down like little ants or sheep and tell us what to do. I really feel the deeper message of this Taurus Scorpio North Node South Node is that we have the responsibility to raise our vibrations one with the Almighty I Am, one with the divine the divine canopy. So what are we doing? What are we doing to move past fear and the hold that the darkness of the negativity is trying to get a hold of our beautiful soul stars and keep us in fear so we don't go ahead and upgrade into the magnificent multidimensional light beings that we are. We're connected to so many frequencies and so many universal storehouses of abundance and good and not just limited to these physical bodies. But what are each of us doing to go into that bank, to get credit into that reserve? What are we doing to say, yes, I want to investigate my spiritual empowerment. I want to investigate the best of me psychologically. So we're going to be finding what, and it might be church for some people. It might be you know, a, a community of a certain different belief that they haven't got, but it's going to be coming together as a tribe. It's going to be, you know, um, where two or more are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. So it's going to be pulling that supernatural energy and force field in, you know, who's really, who really wants to live their life in, in the most, the best part of them, like the best version of yourself. Taurus is the foundation to, to really care enough about this life, to, to build your legacy now, to be the best, better version of yourself and Scorpio's energy to apply it. Yeah. And I want to say to the audience that I truly, from my own perspective of what I'm observing through social media and just around the world, conversations with people in general, I just see so much of the human consciousness evolving and raising yep. up. Like it's, it's happening. I just, there are so many more people that are aware of the language that five years ago, like there's just no way these people would have been talking the same kind of language that, you know, we're all so familiar with. And now exactly. it's just become part of the vernacular. So yeah. I know it's happening. So, and it's happening because each and every one of us is doing our part. So keep doing your part and know that that illumination is coming in we're going into that golden cycle you know we've come out of the darkness it's still going to be a while but we're heading in the right direction so um keep your spirits high mary let everyone know where they can find you and if they'd like to book a service with you where they can do all that thank you on thank you my website's probably just the simplest quickest answer marydecina.com i'm sure nicole will have it in the live chat but it's just mary m-a-r-y ducina d is in divine U, S is in spirit, I, N is in now, A as in always. Bless you all. Please invest in yourself. Please bring forth your soul star. It's so much more magnificent than you may have ever realized before. And to me, in the highest octave of this eclipse, the highest octave of Scorpio is the Phoenix and the resurrection into the bounty of light and the prosperity of the supernatural grace and glory energies. And the highest part of Taurus is everybody feeling secure. It's Venus and it's love and it's the pleasure points of life. And so it is about the bounty and the pleasure pastures. So rise up to keep doing that better version of yourself in what you are and who you seek and how you show up and represent yourself and watch the negativity 
run out of your world because you are showing up with grace and honor. Amen. I love it. Good inspirational (laughs) words to close the show out. Thank you, Mary. Once again, you'll be back here in December for our full moon in Gemini, correct? Yeah, Yeah. Gemini. Yeah, because the sun will be in Sagittarius. Yeah, and that's going to be interesting. That's going to be interesting because we'll all have so many words, you know, at that point. We'll all have learned so many things. Just in 30 days' time, we're going to have so much happen and so much wisdom come out of these earthly daily circumstances that are happening right now. And the uplift will start on November 23rd when we have the new moon in Sagittarius. Here come, I see the second half of November being very uplifting and more positive. So believe the light, mm -hmm. call the light. I agree. And now Jupiter going direct as well at the, in the uh, last part of uh, November, it's, it's beautiful. December. Yeah. 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 All right. And Jupiter um, and Pisces. Yeah. Jupiter and Pisces. Yes. Guys, I love you so much. Have an amazing night. And if you love the show, please leave a review on Spotify or on Apple. It will help the show out. Share the show with a family member, friends, whoever you believe is going to find this helpful. Needs to hear the advice. Mary just dropped a ton of great information about each sign. And I will see you next week for another great show. I love you guys. Thanks again for joining me for another show on the Enlighten Up podcast. I love you guys so much for all of your continued support. So remember to raise your vibe, find your tribe and be open to the infinite possibilities held in the mysteries that surround us all. Thanks again for sharing the show with your family and friends. And if you're new to the show and you need to find out more information about me, please head on over to my website, NicoleFrolic.com, where you can join my newsletter. And please follow me on Instagram, Telegram, and YouTube. Keep your light bright and I'll see you next week.